0: So imagine a cybersecurity company faking a computer hack against your company and then extorting you and your company to buy its cybersecurity services. Now, imagine you refuse to be coerced so this company lets the U.S. Federal Trade Commission know about the hack. Then the FTC gives you two choices, both of them bad. You can cop a plea which will utterly destroy your company's reputation, even though you and your company were victimized, the second choice is to fight it in court. Good luck. You may be able to fight City Hall, but try taking on a huge and powerful federal agency with very, very, very deep pockets. Forget it. Well, this all happened, but not just to one company. The company that was utilizing this mafia-style shakedown is called Taversa. And among their highly decorated board members is former NATO commander, U.S. General Wesley Clark. That name should sound familiar. But wait, it gets worse. Tiversa, a privately owned company, is partnering with the U.S. federal government, the Department of Homeland Security, to shake down other companies. Why is this happening? How can this happen? Michael Doherty is the small business owner who created LabMD, a cancer detection center in Atlanta, Georgia, which became a victim of these governmental practices, and he'll join me shortly. All right, let me introduce the boys in the band. Behind the uh, big audio board on the Flying V Gibson guitar, technical producer Ian Robertson. Here in studio with me on the Rickenbacker bass guitar and occasionally the theremin. The mysterious, the idiosyncratic Albert Vinzel, And uh, finally, my story producer. Uh, sorry, he is my story producer, Albert is. And uh, last but not least, on the Hammond B3 live YouTube stream producer, Ryan White. Gents, thanks uh, for all you do. Uh, next week on the program, Preston Dennett will be here. He has a brand new book, Undersea UFO Basis, And a uh, psychic, Angela Thomas. All right. Let's uh, talk about this cybersecurity shakedown that's taking place, apparently under the auspices of the U.S. federal government. And the U.S. federal government, who knows, maybe the same thing going on up here, has been watching your workstation longer than you think. Small business owner Michael J. Daugherty is fighting back against U.S. government's sinister surveillance tactics in his book, The Devil Inside the Beltway. The Shocking Exposé of the U.S. Government's Surveillance and Overreach into Cybersecurity, Medicine, and Small Business. Michael, welcome to The Conspiracy Show. How are you?
1: I'm uh, well, and uh, that was uh, one of the best and most concise summaries I've ever heard. Congratulations. Well, you know, <laughs>
0: <laughs> a lot of people raise their eyebrows when they hear the word conspiracy, or maybe they just mm-hmm. back out of the room slowly. I get a lot of that at Christmas parties. Uh, But this is a real-life conspiracy, isn't it?
1: Well, it it, it has been actually the file was stolen 10 years ago last month. And if you would have told me my life would do like this crazy turnabout, and I'm still talking about this and fighting it, I mean, it's really a sad state of affairs because it's all true. What it took for people to believe it is terrifying because I think 99% of people couldn't go through or, or do what I got done um, because of resources, networking, time, position in life, you know, motivation. Uh, if this wouldn't have happened to a cancer detection center, I wouldn't have fought it. Right. But it is such the healthcare. So it is. Uh, it's unbelievable that it that you're accused of being a conspiracy theorist, and then it turns out you're not, and and that's even more terrifying.
0: So take us back um, again, just to give us a little explanation about what Lab MD. In, uh, in Atlanta, what you did there, and then why you were targeted and how you were targeted.
1: Well, we have, I, I worked. I have a degree in economics, but I worked in medicine for years and surgery as a device rep. I founded LabMD as the medical laboratory because all of my clients had frustrations. I worked so close to them in the operating room that I understood exactly what they needed. I created it and built a very successful company. And it was a cancer diagnostic uh, laboratory with top pathologists and top software and those two combinations made for quite a formidable um, company in a real niche of just prostate cancer
0: and a target and, apparently. Mm-hmm. And a target apparently.
1: Well, that's a random thing because everyone was a target by this company if they had valuable information that could be leveraged against them, which would be banks, um, medical, um, you know, military, government, anything that that, was, that that turned out. So it wasn't a People often ask, what did you do to get someone so mad at you? And and, and really nothing. I, it really was a lottery. And then it was the rare situation where the government got involved. And because this is really a story about government incompetency. And then they get corrupt when they try to cover up how utterly stupid and damaging they are. Right. And then they, they show such outrageous behavior. I mean, and then... The, the tragedy overarching all this is, and we're seeing this so much more now. I mean, five years ago when I was saying this, people were like looking askance at me like, what's up with you? But it, what's even worse now is that some people actually do believe it and do understand it, that we are seeing so much corruption at the top. Some people, you know, um, what I call, the, they exploit our patriotism. They violate our trust. They um, they really box themselves in the corner so that they, they lose their whole careers so they, you know, once they're tainted, they're tainted, and it just goes
0: on and on. Yeah, corruption and, and incompetence is a deadly combination. With those two sort of arrows in their quiver, if I can use that term, they become a public menace. Now, take us back, though. How did this happen? Uh, and literally, how did you find out?
1: We, had, we were pretty profitable, growing 40 employees, <laughs> 700,000 patients in the database. And, uh, and, again, we're a medical laboratory, so the only thing that comes in the laboratory is, like, you know, jars of tissue of patients and blood and urine from their doctors around the United States. 26,000 square feet, beautiful lab in Atlanta. Phone rings, the guy named Robert Baubick, It's 2008. He says, I, uh, I run a, a, a cyber mediation company. Oh, we're here to help. Just wanted you to know we found one file with 9,000 of your patients out in cyberspace. I said, how did you find it? prove it. He sent the file and he said, we suspect that you must have some peer-to-peer software somewhere in your company because we do that type of search and we found it out in cyberspace. If you'd like to use this to remediate it, we suggest you do it the sooner the better because the longer it's out there, the more it multiplies, the more it spreads. I asked him, what's the IP address? And he wouldn't tell us a thing unless we hired him. Now, you have to understand, in medicine, that's not how we roll. Patients are first. You don't even you know, and so and, and we're so drilled with HIPAA. All I know is I've got a total stranger who's giving me no proof that's got our file. He's giving me no proof that he didn't break in and take it. And my I and, and since our differentiation of the company against these massive corporations was our IT expertise. I had four full time people that thought this guy was nuts or all tech people. Said it wasn't possible. So we went out on the networks, we couldn't find the file anywhere. I, I made this guy talk in email uh which is very <laughs> documented in the book. So people can make their own opinion uh of how he worked and not have to listen to me, but they can read the emails themselves. And he we he just got upset when I wouldn't hire him and then he turned he had his lawyer call us and say he's gonna turn us over to the feds. And I had no idea the feds operate like this because the feds we work with used to be uh really great um you know uh, practitioners. I mean in medical regulatory in labs they were pathologists and technologists so I didn't have an experience of these politicized lawyers with no education what they're regulating so I was naive and uh, two years later in 2010 the FTC started investigating us this and is the I federal the to, Federal
0: Trade Commission and the Federal Trade Commission I mean their mission is supposed to be protecting consumers
1: right and that's what they think and this is this is their justification for everything they do this is the irony it's We need to go we need to go after people because we're protecting the consumer. And they will repeat that ad nauseum like a mantra. And that is a just and as some sort of justification for their outrageous behavior. And in my instance, it's so terrifying it was actually off putting the people to listen to the story because they'd get so scared that you would have an agency with no health care training, with no cancer diagnostic training, with clearly no technology training, come in in a self-righteous manner and just utterly destroy the company from within with relentless investigation. And when the government's investigating you and the press broke it in 2012 so that the employees all knew and they get afraid for their own job security, um the government wins when you're only accused not proven guilty right just the accusation raises doubt and people run because they don't want to lose their jobs when they have time they find jobs
0: elsewhere and we Welcome start to losing Justice these in people. the Welcome to Justice in the 21st Century uh, right. Michael Down Doherty is with us the devil inside the beltway so at what so let's just um, sort of back up here a little minutes uh, a moment so this cybersecurity firm uh, Tiversa, um, did they actually break in or did they just, did they did they fake it or did they actually breach your security? We
1: found out, uh, after I wrote the book, a whistleblower came out and it was a guy that actually stole the file. So in 2014, after fighting this for years and then being in court, a whistleblower called and said, I stole it. We come in and took the file. It was never found out in cyberspace. That's a lie. We, we've been working with the FBI in Pittsburgh. In that work, we have been stealing metadata, unbeknownst to the FBI, and then we break in to corporations and take files, uh, alter the files to make it look like they're on cyberspace, call the company, tell them they're on cyberspace. The FCC believed that lie, never vetted the evidence, and went after a bunch of companies. It's all a lie. Now, how did uh, they, and, and and it's really, the, the data was never out there. Therefore, it was never spreading. Therefore, when we get hired to fix it, it looks like we we're miraculous because there's nothing really to fix.
0: So, again, this is totally sort of a mafia-style shakedown operation. But here's the yep. thing. Tyversa has, as I mentioned off the top, some pretty highly decorated individuals sitting on their board of directors, including the former commander of NATO, Wesley Clark.
1: Yeah, it's the advisory board, which is even the board of directors, but it's okay. more a little more protected. And the advisory board had Wesley Clark, at the time Obama's head of cyber for the White House, which was uh, Howard Schmidt. He's passed away about a year, two years ago, and uh, Poneman, among others. And you know, this is the way the crony game is played. Uh, the other thing about this is this company was founded by Bob, who was a chiropractor. This guy's a chiropractor, and two years later he's founding a tech company and getting this advisory board and writing about it in the press about how that's the secret to opening Washington. Because All right. you get these big names that think they'll make a fortune on the stock.
0: Michael, I've got to jump shouldn't. in and take a quick time out. We'll come back and continue to delve into this harrowing story. The devil inside the, bar- the beltway and uh, the victim of this shakedown scam Michael Doherty is uh, with us, and he stays with us. Back with more in a moment. Stay with us. Peering into the shadows where the truth often hides. You're listening to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett. Welcome back. Michael Doherty. stays with us. The devil inside the beltway. Harrowing tale. His uh, company, victimized by a mafia-style shakedown, a company called Tiversa, uh, broke into his company's database, this was a a company uh, in the medical field, and um, a a cancer diagnosis company, Uh, they stole one of the files, then tried to extort this company, saying that your security has been breached and we can offer you a a quick fix. Uh, When the company refused to be extorted, they were blackmailed. And this company went to the FTC. So the Federal Trade Commission then, Michael, gives you two options, as I pointed out. Which option did you elect?
1: Well, I elected to fight because what they didn't understand is when you're in healthcare care back then, maybe not now, ironically, 9,000 patients leak out in 2010 or 11, people are going to stop using us. Blue Cross loses 86 million, you know, five years later, and no one bets nine. But for the time, I, I chose to fight because it was the only way we could go down, and still educate people. If, if I would have settled, we would have been destroyed, and no one would believe me. Because once you sign, I mean, the, the public is so not interested and so not educated in what they are buried in these contracts. And and I get that. There's just no much, no time to review it. People don't really understand how vicious these these, these lawyers are with the government. They are not. Um, you know, they're not the military coming to help you, <laughs> and, they're, and they're
0: not people you elect. They are, they are something else. And you lost, essentially. I mean, you ran out of steam, right? You, you ran out of resources. Well, we,
1: we, we, that, that's a great What I say we lost. Lots of people in the media say we won because we won so many legal battles, but the company died. And so I'm really fighting to educate the country and really internationally because – This is how they work. I mean, people just don't understand the power that has been given to the agencies since Woodrow Wilson was president, because we don't understand how it impacts us. And we're at such a tipping point, because between cybersecurity and medicine, the government has entrenched so much power to control those things with people that don't know what the heck they're doing, and and carnage ensues. And that's why we have so much cybersecurity in defense, We're so vulnerable. It's such a mess. And these people have a culture of no accountability. So they can come pounding down on you. And really, who's going to believe you? I mean, the media barely reports it. Uh, I think we're connecting the dots more now. Uh, But it has to really be um, understood that it's in your self-interest to learn how these agencies operate, not because you're supposed to give me some great Funeral or a pat on the back, but that this is your government and this is how they operate and this is why you're not safe.
0: Right, and you you had to you, know? you had to let 40 employees go when you shut down, and all, of course all of the, the the cancer patients that were reliant upon your company all destroyed. Practices. Right. So let's talk a little bit about Tiversa and and um, did they just go rogue or is I mean they were working alongside the FBI doing some sort of a sting operation? How did this happen?
1: No, it took about a year, uh, but Rick Wallace, who's the guy that came in, um, got criminal immunity from the Justice Department, and he testified in 2015, and he said that they would just take these this data and they'd manipulate these files. Um, a lot of it still, I mean, it, it, that company's still around, but they're down to one employee. I mean, it's pretty much as, as, as comatose as you can get. But it was the same game against everybody. They, they you know, these they, people would just believe them because they didn't know. They'd get these contracts. They'd get these relationships. They'd work with the government. The, working with the government was their entree of credibility to, work, to, to get hired by corporations. And Darrell Issa got involved, had a congressional investigation, congressional hearings, put out a big report, and basically... The FTC is looking for companies to go after. They call for leads. They used to call the newspaper. You know, now they call the internet. They they found this at this hearing when Tyverse was in front of House Commerce and House Oversight, and they started working with them. And uh, and and they used to and and Isis said they had a quid pro quo relationship so that the FTC would tell Tyverse who they're investigating, and Tyverse would call them up and then sell them these big packages to you know, monitor and remediate. And then the, then Tyverse would kick companies over to the FTC to investigate. And it was what the, the, the Congress called quid pro quo. And it's pretty amazing. There's an entire infrastructure within the country to really protect the government from any criticism uh, because people are afraid of retaliation or they're very pro-government. One of the two issues. It depends on what situation. So this story never really gets out. And it's and this happens repeatedly. And, and um, but but that's what went on with Tiversa. They're making a boatload of money, boatload.
0: And and what was the relationship, if any? I may have been I may have misread this, but I thought there was a relationship between Tiversa and, and the Department of Homeland Security.
1: Well, that relationship was the very beginning. Of what I found out of how they got involved with me, Homeland Security had given twenty-four million dollars to Dartmouth, and Dartmouth was doing a study on peer-to-peer vulnerabilities in the healthcare setting. So that that government-funded study was, Tyversa was used and their technology was used to go look for files. And so they put a press release out in 2009 that said they're working with the, you know, the Homeland Security-funded study with Dartmouth, and they are monitoring uh, four and a half million workstations worldwide. They've downloaded 13 million files. They can do X billion searches per day. If that kind of press release would be put out today, it would make the news. That press release put out in 2009, no one understood what it meant. <laughs> so they got away with it.
0: Okay, so the question here for me that jumps out is, given the uh, the testimony of this whistleblower, Richard Wallace, who worked with Tiversa and admitted that they were breaking in, breaching your security, stealing, stealing your files, extorting you and then blackmailing you to the FTC, what is your recourse? Because this is... This is um, uh, you know, uh, what, what, what's the legal term, this type of prosecution uh, that you're getting from well oh, uh,
1: <laughs> Persecution through process, uh, retaliation, uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> revenge. <laughs> There's all sorts of... <laughs> uh, but it's very difficult to sue the government. Uh, everyone laughs in D.C. D.C. knows all the rules. Well, they've had a century to build trap doors and loopholes. And so they really smirk at anyone that tries to hold them accountable, including Congress. They smirk at Congress. Uh, I've sued and actually survived the motion to dismiss that got everyone's, uh, you know, attention. So we had to go to the Court of Appeals and waiting for the ruling on my suit because whenever you sue the government, they get immediate appeal. They have all sorts of favorite, favorable legal decisions because it's, you know, the, the, the crowd, the swamp, the deep state. Uh, as far as Tiversa goes, well, uh, there's insurance money. We are stuck in, in, in courts in Pennsylvania, uh, where it's unbelievable. We are in two different courts and the judges have not even allowed discovery for almost four years. And so we have no discovery. We are stuck in such a battle. It's, it's, I mean, Pennsylvania is unbelievable. <laughs> it is just beyond comprehension. And, uh, so it's it's interesting how the victim again it's so disheartening to whistleblowers and victims because my story shows how much the bad guys if they're funded properly can work the system against you relentlessly especially when the government is involved right. in the bad behavior right. then people's reputations are on the line and they will start pulling favors and pulling information left and right.
0: Well, as you know, it's interesting these days we're hearing a, a whole lot about uh, the FBI thumbing their nose at any sort of congressional oversight. And the con- Congress is charged with overseeing uh, the FBI, but the FBI doesn't seem to care. And it sounds like we're getting the same thing with the FTC. And this is, you know, uh, another term we're hearing a lot about these days, and you can, you can love Trump or hate Trump, but the, this idea of a deep state, this just confirms that. Yeah, because this is not
1: new. What's new is that we're learning about it.
0: It's not new. Uh, the reason we're learning
1: about it isn't just because of Donald Trump, but the level of incompetence has gotten to such a tipping point. No one cared before because they didn't see the negative. You saw the occasional story where someone would finally find the resources to fight all the way to the Supreme Court. and the government would lose 9 nothing. That doesn't matter to the government. What the government wants is almost legendary story, so that whenever they knock on your door, you're quaking in fear, and your lawyer says, settle, settle, settle. So even if I win, you know, in 2022, the lawyers of other companies beat up by the government will be, look at what they did to LabMD, and they had such a weak case, and they did it anyway. So it's really going to take the public to really understand that, you give people no election and no accountability and a lot of power. They know you can't get them, which is why the FBI comes knows that Congress and agencies do. And honestly, there's a lot of people in Congress that keep that going because if, if their brand is the government's wonderful and if the government isn't wonderful, they don't have a job. And so they whistle past the graveyard. I think this is one of the key reasons why Trey Gowdy is leaving Congress. Because it's just too hard to take. If you're in law enforcement, and you're around this this level of hypocrisy and lying, and it's mostly whistling past the graveyard. It's mostly ignoring all of it when you know it's right there. That's hard for a lot of people to deal with.
0: How many other lab MDs are out there that have gone through what, that have that had their companies wrecked and lives destroyed because of this shakedown game between companies like Tyverse and, and federal agencies like the FTC?
1: Well, I don't know about healthcare, uh, because I was the first, and this is all so new, and I'm the first one that stood up. We're in the 11th Circuit now. We've been winning every way, but it's destroyed the company. And it's cost millions of dollars in legal costs that I've gotten pro bono because it's such an important case for the rest of the business community. Because I actually might end up re- reining in the power of the Federal Trade Commission. It's such a game usually. Usually big business loves to have small business Destroyed by regulation because that means there's less competitors coming up and nipping at their heels. So there's this relationship between big business and big law and government regulators, which is so ironic because you'd think that's what liberals would rail against. Uh, but they don't. Well, that's the textbook. Excuse
0: me, Michael, but that's the textbook definition of fascism.
1: Oh yes, it is. It's the human condition. Hmm. And, you know, and, and what's happened is it, it turned into fascism because of Woodrow Wilson. Because Woodrow Wilson. Started these agencies with the intent that they would be run by people that knew what they were doing about these technical topics. You didn't want to have technology, you know, the industrial revolution, the medical revolution. He didn't have science up by politicians. Fair enough. But he also didn't believe he was such a jerk. This guy was a real jerk.
0: Oh, he was an <laughs> he avowed racist. Was. He was an avowed racist.
1: He was. He was a terrible person and he was a power monger and he hated the separation of powers. And he built these agencies with autocracy, and that's what you get. That's you know that, and this is what he built. And, and uh, I'm once guessing you're inside it's inside that club. It's a good gig, and people wouldn't blow a whistle on it.
0: I'm guessing it's not just the FTC. Then there must be other uh, there must be federal agencies that are in on this shakedown.
1: Oh, of course, I mean it's how they all look at that. Look at the EPA. I mean, look at that poor couple. I think was in Montana, Idaho, and you know they had water on their property, and they were going to get run out of town. I mean, look at the Bundys, but. When, when they took it all the way through, uh, up to the Supreme Court, and they, and they won nine nothing. I mean, you know, this is not partisan. The liberal justices are also absolutely appalled, but the game is this. You can't just stroll up to the Supreme Court. It takes a decade. It takes millions.
0: Right, right.
1: Every, you know, you're going about your life, you have your business, 90% of the people are just gonna go, I'm succumbing to a force greater than me. I'm running the other direction. I, I won't, you know, give it up. But, and I, I understand those decisions. 37 companies in a row rolled right over the FTC before I put my foot down. I'm the first and only one that stood up to them all the way. Wyndham tried to stand up to them a little bit, but they ended up settling. Cause they, once you get to the, just before you get to the big article three courts that the, that the government can't control, you know, they, they settle too. I mean, they do not want to be put up in front of courts. So it's all a game because the uh, the government, you know, the Congresses of the past, of the 20th century, who have really, you know, nailed us with problems in the 21st century, uh, built this system where you cannot go to a court about a, what an agency is doing to you until they're done doing it to you. That's like leave, letting the bully beat up the school kids in the schoolyard and tying up, you know, the superintendent until it's time to leave recess. And, and by this time... Everyone's beat up, and then you can do something. And that's the first thing. But people, by and large, don't understand it. That's why I wrote the book. It's written like a novel. I want people to understand this of why it impacts them, uh, that you can't have these type of bullies showing up on your door. And they they have no boundaries. And they go after the small. They don't go after the big that often because they want jobs at the big companies. They're afraid of the big law pushbacks in the big companies. But by and large, they go after lambs to slaughter. And uh, the SEC does at the EP. I mean, Well, they picked it. the wrong right.
0: lamb this time, Michael. All right, State Point will come back and continue uh, to discuss this horrible, horrible situation. Big government versus the little guy, Michael Doherty devil inside the beltway back with more in a moment fasten your seatbelt and put your tray in the upright position you're about to leave everything you know behind on the conspiracy show with richard Satt. The devil in the beltway michael doherty is with me the devil inside the beltway excuse me uh, so if they're doing this to small businesses like yours Extorting you, first of all, breaching your security, stealing your cybersecurity, stealing files, and then trying to extort you into their services. And then if you refuse, taking that to the FTC, where you're given two options, either cop a plea, destroy your company's reputation, or fight it in court, which leads to financial ruin, which it did in your case, 40 employees lost their job. I mean, who else are they doing it to? And I, I remember the, uh, I'm reading this story about this whistleblower, Richard Wallace, who said that they also, Tiversa that is, and again, Wesley Clark was on their board of advisors, they tried to convince the U.S. government that Iran was hacking into the U.S. Defense Department trying to hack blueprints from Air Force One or President Obama's A helicopter. helicopter.
1: This is a kind of a backfire. This is why I think a lot of times the government doesn't want to push this. It's so unbelievable. Turned out, it happened is that they broke into a a, a consultant's workstation and, and 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 went into his computer in Maryland, and they had found a treasure trove of things from judges, and they downloaded uh, Supreme Court Justice Breyer's information, a lot of federal judges' information, and uh, Marine One. And what they do with this is they try to make money off of everything they could do. They they try to build a a fake crisis so that they'd be seen as the only solver of it. So instead of saying, hey, we found Obama's Marine One helicopter plan, which, by the way, they they had right when he was, I don't know, president for eight weeks in 2009, uh, instead they created a fake IP address out of Iran, and with their media contacts, they broke a story that the media didn't vet. Now, we're learning now the media doesn't vet much. The media thinks things are moving so fast, they'll, they'll report now and apologize and correct later. And this Maroon helicopter plan story just took off. I mean, it was on NBC News, you know, Evening News and The Post and all over the place. And it was like, oh, my gosh, Iran has our stuff and, and it was all just a, a rattler to create this fake crisis so he could be seen as a solution. It's the old Hegelian
0: dialectic. You create the disease in order to offer the cure. And then get paid for caring. Yeah, we I mean, that's a term we throw a lot, around a lot on this show. And But here's a prime example. But here's the thing. That could have caused an international incident.
1: Oh, yeah. And it could have caused an international incident. But since it didn't, it makes people hide within the uh, system of Washington that doesn't hold each other accountable. It's kind of like, you know, you cover up my back, I cover up yours. We're all in some big small town here in 20 years. Something might happen to me and then you won't come after me. I just think it's a whole, I think it's like the Sopranos go to Washington. It's all, it's all a social code of how to cope and survive in that town. And that's why I find their self-righteous discussions about how wonderful they are really hard to take now. I mean, these people are just, just I mean, they're being made fools when you buy into this stuff, this self-righteousness. Um, you know, I would say if the FTC cared so much about medical patients and cancer patients, they would have learned about cancer. <laughs> you know, they would have learned, they would have wanted to come to the laboratory, which they refused to do. Uh, they, they, But they, they love this esoteric type of crap where they're saving the world, but all it is is it's the 16th century control of the crowd with a head on a spike for the 21st century. They just grab a company. They, they rip their reputation in the press. They, they publish everything they quote unquote did wrong. No one, and I mean no one, looks at the allegations and tries to verify. Even my own lawyers didn't do it. I made them, I made them go through and see that this, they even the FTC commissioners final ruling against me, was packed full of absolute lies that could be proven in the court record they were lies. But it's shocking how nobody checks what the government says. And so they get off on this this assassination of, 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 of character, and they use that as an example for all the other companies to learn what not to do and how to be co- compliant with cybersecurity expectations in the FTC. And that's what I call just head on a spike. Well, like you, you Don't said, do what LabMD did, and you'll be safe. And they think that's the greater good. They think I'm necessary carnage. I'm collateral damage for the greater good. That's how these people think.
0: Right, right. It's Orwellian, to be yep. sure. And But you said something. We're coming up on a break, and we'll pick up on this after the break. But you said something very interesting, and that is that these companies like Tiversa they will fake an IP address. They will make it look like this file was somewhere out in cyberspace and they were able to retrieve it and you have a breach and so forth. So now I'm thinking back to this whole, you know, the DNC having their servers hacked. At least they claimed uh, they were. And, and But the FBI, you mentioned Trey Gowdy. I mean, I remember him being so outraged about this, learning that the FBI never actually looked to see for themselves who hacked the DNC uh, server, and we're told, oh, the Russians are coming, the Russians are coming. But you just pointed out something very obvious, and that is these IP addresses can be faked. Who's to say that it wasn't Tiversa that hacked into the DNC server and then said, oh, there's a breach, it's the Russians, it's the Russians, and we take their word for it. We'll pick up on that point and uh, others. Michael Doherty is with us. The devil inside the beltway. This is scary stuff. More scary than werewolves and UFOs and Bigfoot. I'll tell you that much. Back with more of The Conspiracy Show. Stay with us. The owners of the system are asleep. Now we can play The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Michael Doherty stays with us. The author of The Devil Inside the Beltway. So, I'm wondering... You mentioned about uh, how Tyversa could could uh, you know fake an IP address and make uh, a hack look like it came from somewhere else when it was them. So now I'm thinking about CrowdStrike, uh, and I don't know if CrowdStrike is basically uh, the same kind of company as Tyversa, but I'm remembering those. Uh, we're all remembering those um, those claims by the Democratic National Convention that their servers were hacked into. And uh, essentially, we learned, um, you know, Trey Gowdy, the the House Oversight Committee, talking about how the FBI basically took CrowdStrike's word for it.
1: Well, okay, so so let me say that Tiversa was involved in that because they were so decimated by that time, so Tiversa's was on the table there. CrowdStrike, I happen to know a lot of people there, and I think they're a well-intentioned, good organization. Uh, the, The issue was it was the DNC that Screamed about their stubbed toe, but would no one, let no one look at the wound. Then they hired CrowdStrike, and then, you know, that's a private contract, and they're, and, and the DNC controls all this. And then when CrowdStrike made a couple statements, they retracted them, and, and this is just how the game is played. But I wouldn't blame CrowdStrike, and I sure as heck would lay it all at the foot of the DNC, because this is all about creating a false narrative and gaslighting, because here's the other thing that normal human beings don't get. Lying is normal in Washington. I mean, it is normal, and it is terrifyingly normal. It is just like a bunch of hollow heroes. And so it doesn't, you know, now that I've worked with so many people there, you either meet really passionate people that really get it and are there (laughs) like happy warriors, or you meet the walking dead. I mean, the people that have really, you know, they've built their careers in that place and they know there's no way out and you don't make enemies. You, it's all eggshell walking and it's a lot of fear based and survival based and people, I mean, gosh, you know, people can get destroyed in an instant after years of good service. Look at Tom Price. Boom, gone. (laughs) You know, these people just, you know, it's, it's a ridiculous amount of pressure and Loyalty is is an absolute gentle charade. So this is why Donald Trump, ironically, is so perfect. He's like the Frankenstein that, that 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 was created by that crowd. I mean, he totally knows what they're like, and that makes him crazy. And he pushes their buttons, and they can't help but bite. And um, I can't say it's okay, but everything I've learned in that town, I certainly understand because they're. Um, it's tough to say, but they're that bad.
0: How many, diverses, everyone, how many other tyverses? How many other are out there?
1: Well, I think I was like the early, early ransomware. I was like the early ransomware. This, you know, they did it all really manually, right? Like. They use their software. They're working with the FBI. They use that software, the FBI, to hack in. Uh, you know, then then they take the file physically, and they're you know, and they're working really slow motion, but getting really big money. Unlike these ransomware people now that have mass technology, and you never meet them. You know, there's no phone call. You know, and so I think I think already Tyversa is antiquated and gone. But that doesn't mean that the same concept isn't going in just a different, more updated manner by other crooks. And now the crooks are outside the United States. You know, this is nothing more than, than ransomware uh, on speed now. And they were the slow-mo original ransomware. And I think that one of the reasons, I mean, people use all sorts of excuses to ignore this because it's like, oh, well, it was a decade ago. Well, that's how they get you. You know, you, you, the government screws up and, they they that's one of their offensive plays or defensive plays. Run the clock, make it old, drain you dry. I mean, they have their hand. The government has their hands around your ankles and will not let go to let you to get an Article Three Court in time. And you know it, it's 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 a playbook that's repeated over and over and over by different agencies and in different situations. But all these games of slow walking, ignoring, um, you know, financially starving, uh, putting out press releases that kill your reputation, intimidating the press so they won't report it, that was one of Obama's biggest things, is he just intimidated the press so that you didn't want to make an enemy over there. You, you either get hurt or you get choked off from the story. I mean, these people are absolutely at war.
0: Well, not only and, have, have these yeah. various federal agencies, we saw it with the IRS. I mean, not only have they become politicized, they have become weaponized. And the IRS, of course, going after some conservative groups and some Christian groups and so forth. Right. I mean, that's that's a matter of fact. We now they know. This, it was weaponized. absolutely Nixonian uh, what was yeah. going on there. And you just cited what's going on at the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, Do they not now have the power, if they want to bring someone down, because they've become these agencies so weaponized and politicized and corrupt, if they want to put, let's say, child porn on a political enemy's computer, they'll do it. Well, they don't have to do that.
1: They just put you on the legal treadmill and they run you till you drop. They have everything put in and the only way to change this is to change those laws. And the only way Congress will change those laws is if the public demands it be changed. And this is why exposing the Democratic Party and the established Republicans are, is so important. And I was not a political guy, folks. This is not, you know, I was just helping diagnose cancer, you know. And suddenly I'm, I'm like this bad person in, in, in the press and, and because I'm standing up to, to, to the government. But they've got all sorts of tricks. They don't have to do that. Great. They, they've got so much power. They just get they just put you on the treadmill and let you run, and uh, it's it, it's it's pretty terrifying. And a lot of people don't want to help you because they're afraid of reputation assassination. They're afraid of re- re- you know, retribution. They're they're afraid they'll never get any place in a company. Uh, you know, a lot of companies uh, were afraid to hire me to speak because while they publicly want to thank me for all I'm doing for them in, in the. F- Battle that they could benefit from to the tune of millions and millions of dollars and save regulatory costs should I win, I am not going to get a public thank you from many of them, and I'm not going to get an invitation to be paid to consult. Uh, And this is part of the power that the government uses to dissuade people from just picking up your marbles and gently moving down the road.
0: These companies like Tiversa that are working alongside federal agencies, have they been used, for example... I mean, this is all speculation, I suppose, but do you suspect they've been used to create, again, a false narrative that has then been taken to a FISA court.
1: Again, the FCC isn't smart enough or good enough to do that. And they don't involve the FISA court. No, I mean, really, I, with all, I, I really mean this. The FCC is like the B-level attorney that could never get into the Justice Department. <laughs> and so, and, and they really are. And, and, you know, and I know that sounds terrible, but it's just a fact. And you wouldn't see the DJ Paul that stuff. Uh, you know, you might, you'd see it at the top, but, they have other methods, you know, with, with these politicized people to do, again, it's, it's, it's actually much simpler. It's just, it's simply cronyism. It's relationships. It's people that have been in that town for two, three decades, and that's their life. And everyone else is an outsider, and it's, it's all the relationships, like so many other business transactions. It's just transactional relationships. And <laughs> it's the silent rules. And you just, you know, you, 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 you see, it's power versus power, and you tiptoe past the graveyard. Now, when someone like me shows up, that will basically—I could care less about having a career in Washington. I want nothing from those people. They utterly disgust me. I wouldn't. My life would not be worthwhile if I had to be like them, and I would make it known. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. then they try to belittle you, say you're a conspiracy theorist, call you a one-off. Drain you dry. Uh, the media, I mean, look, some of the media really screwed up. You'll never see my company in the, in, in the Washington Post. The Washington Post is a complete puppet of the FCC because one of the investigative lawyers used to work there. And so they just trusted their friend and didn't bet anything.
0: Well, they have and a huge so, contract to create this cloud for the FBI. Talk about a uh, conflict of interest.
1: That's right. And they burrow in and they work the right people in Congress to slide that by.
0: It's very so, disheartening. There,
1: there, it, it's, it's very disheartening. Again, it's a playbook used all over the place, and yeah. that's the big picture people have to understand.
0: Trump has talked about draining the swamp, but it sounds like you can't drain the swamp because there's only swamp. Once you drain the swamp, there's nothing left. There's no Washington. It's only
1: swamp. Well, sw- <laughs> it, 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 people do have to understand it really it didn't start with Obama. You know, it started with Woodrow Wilson. Obama just took the game and poured gas in the fire to make it so hot. But it will take way longer than one term or one president to turn it around. Uh, it will take – I look at all these protesting kids, and I'm thinking, my gosh, you know, the civics books have been removed from these kids. They don't even understand how government works. They're running on emotion. They're being manipulated. I love their passion. I love their saliency. And God help the government when these kids figure it out, because they'll turn that anger and, and, you know, the fact they'll come out and protest this is, is great, although I think it's incredibly misguided. And it, it, to me, it's the root is, is proper education, which has been pulled out of schools uh, on the government and government history. And that's why some people are confused by this and can't recognize it when it happens.
0: And then what happens when you have this critical mass of people that totally lose faith in all government institutions, all federal agencies and so forth, and you've got a real problem on your hand? They're not just marching, and they're it gets no, violent.
1: Yeah, you know, but look, <laughs> reap what you sow. I mean, I'm sorry we have to go through some pain to get healthy, but we have to go through some pain to get healthy, because, you know, as time passes on, the 20th century is just going to be... Uh, it just was a terrible, terrible century of rooting so much uh, corruption. It really created such a, a mechanism that's in complete violation of what the country's founded on. And we are now in a country that it's just, people have to wake up. It's you. Your freedoms can be removed. These unelected people have pounding power on you. They can and will destroy you. I always say If they're going to destroy a cancer detection center with 700,000 cancer patients, why do you think they're not going to come after you?
0: The devil inside the beltway, the shocking expose of the U.S. government's surveillance and overreach into cybersecurity, medicine, and small businesses. Michael J. Daugherty, thank you so much for this. Good talking to you, sir.